In the holy name of Jesus, amen. I want you to imagine for a moment a different world. If you have to close your eyes, go ahead and do that. I know some like to do that during the sermon anyways. But imagine for a moment a world which everything is provided for you. Everything. And you did not have to work to get these things. Imagine a world where every need is filled and every mouth is fed. There were no poor, there were no food banks, there were no people needing food stamps. Imagine a world where you didn't have to lock your door at night, where we didn't even have locks on doors, or bank vaults and big safes to stash our money. Because in this world you didn't have to steal. Everything that you needed is provided for you. Imagine in this world where your husband is perfect. He actually listened to you the first time. He did everything that you asked him to do without having to ask him over and over again. Imagine where your wife is flawless and your children listen and obediently listen to you with everything that you tell them about the world. Everybody being obedient and loving each other, there is nothing but joy and happiness. Now you can open your eyes. But know this, that is the world that God created. That is the world to which was handed to Adam and Eve. The Lord gave this world to Adam and Eve, and He continues to point us to this world each and every time we open Holy Scripture. It was a world which God cares for His people, first in Eden and then again in the book of Exodus and the conquest of their enemies. A world in which the Lord fights for His people and says, Be still and know that I am God. A world where God provides for everything that you need in body and soul. And then Jesus shows up. Jesus shows up in the New Testament, and strangely enough, Jesus seems to believe that this world still exists, that it's still out there. Foxes have holes, birds of the air have places to rest their head, but the Son of Man has no place to lay His head. That's because for Jesus, everywhere is His home. Does He work? No. He relies on the homes and the food of other people. As you're going to hear next week, he'll even sit down and eat with sinners and want to be associated with them. Jesus comes and he solely lives by the grace of God. And then he calls some other people to follow him and to see how, what this world can truly be like. Suddenly the dead are raised, the blind see, the hungry eat, the poor have good news preached to them, the frightened are comforted. Those who are outcast, the losers in life, are drawn to God. Those who sought power find it useless and empty. What good is power if all that we can do as, with power as human beings is to crucify Jesus, who eventually will rise again from the dead? Jesus lives in a world that seems odd. It doesn't seem possible. But Jesus lives in a world where there is forgiveness for you, for
for every last sin that you've committed in thought, word, and deed. The sins that everybody else knows about and those sins that nobody else in this room knows about. All forgiven out of love, out of His shed blood for you. And all of these things are what defines you today. Jesus doesn't define you by your faults and your failures in life. He doesn't define you how you treat each other or even God Himself. Jesus comes in today with heaven here on earth, and He ushers in a world without hate, a world without enemies, a world only with His love, a world where everyone is your friend, even those people who you don't seem so friendly with. Did Jesus ever find anybody that he could not befriend? No. He even ate with Judas, who we know would betray him. This is a picture of that world I wanted you to imagine. It is a picture, though, that isn't just some world where we kind of live and trudge on. This is a picture of a world that has a feast, a celebration, a party. Who doesn't like a party? If you do, maybe this isn't for you today. Who doesn't like a party where you simply go and everything is prepared and all you need to do is show up and receive the goodness, the food, the drink, the joy, the laughter, and everything is prepared by the Son of God for you and for me. But because of this, because of what we believe, what we just said in the creed, because of everything that we talk about and receive here, the world outside of this place will not like you. In fact, they will downright hate you because they hate Jesus. But if you want to go to the party, which is called eternal life in heaven, you will find nothing but resistance and persecution from everywhere outside of Jesus' kingdom, from this world that we live in. We just started learning today in Sunday school and adult Bible class about the Scriptures. And in adult Bible class, we started to learn about the book of Revelation. Ooh, scary. Come and find out. It's not that bad. We came and learned about what this world is truly all about. Tyranny, war and bloodshed, inequality and death. Those are the four horsemen, by the way, of the apocalypse. They're not coming. They're here now. And this is the world that you and I don't need to imagine, do we? It's the world that we see. It's the world that we actually embrace in our sin. It's the world that we participate in. And there is a constant battle between this world around us and the kingdom of God, the world that Jesus desires to bring to us. But it's not easy. Tons of people have tried to live in this world History is full of people who started communes and colonies, people with this world vision of peace and love centered on the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. I mean, really, think about it. A world where we identify in our baptism, where we are identified as Scripture calls us, as holy, righteous, innocent, and blameless in the sight of God. There was a man in the 6th century named Benedict of Nursia, he was a monk who laid out a bunch of rules called the Rule of St. Benedict. 
where he could have this world. And many have tried to follow it since then, and yet few have succeeded, if any. And afterwards, there's been so many others who have farmed and followed. During the Reformation, it seemed like the colony might have gotten right. There was a city of God on earth in a town of Munster in 1530. But even then, after a mere few months of it was being established, it turned violent and people were crushed. The bodies of their leaders were hung in cages outside of the town church. A few centuries later, some people would come up the Mississippi River. German Lutherans would establish themselves in Missouri, and they tried their own hand at a perfect world on the banks of the Mississippi River. Their leader, the first leader of the Missouri Synod, our church, Martin Stephan, was quickly exiled and the dream was crushed. What does that mean for us today? Does that mean that in all of our failures to try to capture the kingdom of God, the ways of Jesus, His world, that we somehow are left hopeless? No. But it's when we take that world that Jesus provides and want to make it our own world, our own way, that we find ourselves failing. When we pray, we're fine with this Jesus, but let my will be done. But nonetheless... Jesus comes here despite our inabilities to create a perfect world. And he comes in the midst of our big, hot messes called life. And he comes to forgive and restore and comfort you, his people. Despite what happened with this world that started in Eden, despite the fact that very early on we decided that we had something better than what the Lord had given Nonetheless, Jesus comes today here with our hard blue plastic chairs and our bright lights in a gymnasium, and he comes to you today and says there is a feast to be had, a party in your midst. Some of you might look at this and say, this doesn't seem like a party, Pastor. We're just trying to get through this to get the brunch. But this really is a party a place of forgiveness, a place of hope, where there is no need for hatred and impatience, only Jesus and His love. What did He say to you through His short, pudgy, bald pastor a few moments ago? I forgive you all of your sins, all of the sins that you have done, all of the sins that have been done against you, forgiven, gone, and forgotten thrown into the depths of the sea. As far as the east is from the west, they are no longer remembered by God in His kingdom. Here for you is simply hope and peace and love. Every effort that we have been given to try to capture this fails, even when we think that we know better. But nonetheless, in the midst of those rebellious times against God and His world, in the midst of the times where we kick and fight and pout, we say that this is not what I was expecting in life. I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm confused. Jesus comes to you today and says the feast is ready. Come to the feast. The good, the bad, the sad, and the happy. The greatest and the losers in life. The left 
and the right and the center of the aisle, the donkeys and the elephants and everybody in between. But what is the answer? It's the answer you heard today from our Scripture in the New Testament. We've got better things to do. How often have I decided that I've got a better way? How often have you decided that you've got a better way? There are two ways that are before you today. The way of life, the way of hope and salvation, and the way of death. And knowingly, I'm going to choose the way of death every time. If you think about it, over this past year, we've really faced a lot of challenges and a lot of things that we've really never thought that the world would have to encounter. The pandemic, the ongoing fears of what's going to happen next, even down to the calls for the abolishment of the police. Think about it for a moment, though. Think about abolishing the police. I mean, what are they there for? They're there to protect us. They're there to protect your goods, your valuables. They're there to make sure that you are safe and without harm. Could you imagine what kind of world this would actually be if we did not need police? It can work, some people will say. But all we have to do is stop sinning. Stop choosing the way of death. Stop hating our neighbors. All we have to do is love God and one another and be seated at the feast. A world centered around God and His holy communion never needs punishment. A world following perfectly the Ten Commandments is a beautiful world. The only problem is, is that I can't stop sinning. And neither can you. It's so easy to hear this story, though, today from the Gospel of Luke, and for me to sit here today and say, this is about coming to church. And it's true, it is. But it's more than that. It's much larger than that. Though that is part of it before us. Jesus today brings to you a world that is different a different way, a different life. And given the option, I'm going to say no all the time. Because this world doesn't make sense that Jesus brings. It doesn't fit with the way I think. How can we live in a world where we're just given everything? After all, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Doesn't he know doesn't he fathom that this isn't a perfect world, that it doesn't work that way? That's my mistake. And probably yours as well. Thinking that you got here today by your own choice and your own will and your own way. That are those that you and I are the ones who accepted the invitation that has gone out. But did you notice today, none of the invited ran to the party. Not a single one accepts the invitation. They've got better things to do. I've got a business to run. I've got cows that I have to go see. I just got married. I can't make it. If I was invited, if you were invited, I would guarantee we would have something better to do. 
So who then is actually seated at the feast? Who is at the table with Jesus? The lame, the crippled, the homeless, the poor, those who had nothing to contribute. That is who is brought in. And they could not have walked in or found the place on their own. They are powerless and confused. They are weak. They are sad. They are mourning. And yet this will earn them the hatred of the world. After all, it's what got Jesus crucified for us. And we, being here today, could very well find our own crosses as well. We're not bothered by this. Because with the cross comes resurrection. What Jesus has come to say to you today, despite all of the worlds that we wish to see, despite the pandemic, and despite being in a world of chaos, war, bloodshed, tyranny, inequality, and even death, death is not the answer that comes out of God's mouth for you and for me. Death is not your God your Lord. You have been gathered by the Lord of life. You have been gathered out of the darkness and into His marvelous light, the very light of the world that shines out in the darkness, and a darkness cannot overcome Jesus. And Because you are one with Jesus, that means that you will never overcome, be overcome by the world and the darkness and the death as well. This is the world that you are given that you are brought into in holy baptism, a world in which death is nothing because it is overcome by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, a world in which there is nothing worth being angry over because everything is forgiven and everyone is loved, a world which you have, may have chosen something else, but you are brought in here precisely because we are hungry starving, poor, lame, we are sinful. And because of that, Jesus has picked you up. He has selected you in baptism, and He has brought you to this table today where you are fed. This is a foretaste of the party that is to come. Even though we would rather be somewhere else, anywhere else, other than getting up on Sunday morning where it's a thousand degrees outside and it's a thousand degrees humidity as well. He has chosen you. He has called you by name. He has seated you at His feast. The feast has been prepared. A feast of life, a feast of resurrection, a feast of love. And it is so much more better than we could have thought. And yet you are here because we are all beggars. But because of that, let's feast. Let's party. Let's rejoice with one another because the great master has provided you a feast. And blessed are those who eat the bread of heaven. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>